Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Well, Colin, our journey around Israel has continued and we've been driving down to the Dead Sea. And for you, this is an important area because it has everything to do with John the Baptist. Uh, John wrote his gospel at around the time when there was a lot of upheaval in Israel. And those of you that have visited uh, Israel know that the Dead Sea is a, a totally unique place, that um, it's the lowest spot on earth, and if you've ever tried to swim in the sea, you can't sink. Perhaps others of you have uh, used the beauty products that come from the mud uh, on the side of the sea. But we're here for slightly more uh, serious purposes than that because right by the shores of the Dead Sea is Qumran where the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered. And there on a hill overlooking the Dead Sea is the place where the Essenes uh, had their base, their headquarters. Now the Essenes were a sect of Judaism that existed at the time of Jesus and afterwards and they were a very ascetic, very sort of strictly religious sect. They regarded themselves as the light. They looked at um, what was happening in the religious times both before Jesus and, uh, and after his death and resurrection and they could see that there was a lot of corruption uh, and perversion in the religious life of the nation, which of course Jesus also recognized and spoke against. So uh, people have often wondered whether John the Baptist himself was part of the Essenes or whether he at least visited and spent some time with them. Well, there's no biblical evidence of this. The reason why people say this is because, of course, uh, John the Baptist led a very ascetic life, a uh, very strict diet, very unusual way to dress, and so on. And also when he started to baptize, uh, he did so in the River Jordan, uh, just a few miles north of, of the Dead Sea. So, you know, people can put these things together and some would even claim that he was very heavily influenced by the Essenes. But there isn't any biblical evidence for that and, and Jesus refers to John the Baptist as more than a prophet. Now, why is all this of such significance to us as Christians? Well, when John wrote his first uh, when he wrote the first chapter of uh, his gospel, he was indirectly referring to the Essenes, and he refers directly to John the Baptist, and to this teaching that the Essenes really were the light. What we must also remember is that John's baptism, uh, which you know was a, a prelude, a preparation for the ministry of Jesus, that continued to be a movement for some time after the church had begun. Uh, 
when Paul came to Ephesus many years later, uh, many years after the resurrection, and Ephesus is a long, long way from the Dead Sea, he encountered a number of believers who had only known John's baptism. So they were then baptized in the name of Jesus, and they then received the Holy Spirit. They were prayed for to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then they spoke in tongues and prophesied. So this whole movement, the teaching of the Essenes, uh, and the impact of John the Baptist ministry was going on long after Jesus had been crucified and resurrected. And what John was, was intent on doing was showing, look, the Essenes aren't the light. Jesus is the light. And he was saying that John the Baptist knew his position. He is the, not the one to be reverenced and followed. He only came to prepare the way for Jesus. And everything that John was doing was actually to make a way for Jesus. Now, if you bear all this in mind, then the words of John chapter 1 come to life in a new way. Let me read for you. First of all, John talks about Jesus being the Word of God that brought all creation into being. He says in verse 3, Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. And then he says, In him was life, and that life, that is the life of Jesus, the Word that was made flesh, that life was the light of men. So in other words, John the Apostle is counteracting this emphasis upon the teaching of the Essenes and upon those who have been glorifying the ministry of John the Baptist in the wrong way. He's saying, look, the Essenes aren't the light. They're not the people of light. Jesus is the one who came from God. He is the one whose life is the light of men. And then he says, the light shines in the darkness. Now you see, what the Essenes were doing were trying to separate them, like a monastic order. They were trying to separate themselves from the darkness. We are the children of light, and we will have nothing to do with the darkness. By contrast, Jesus, the true light that has come into the world, shines in the darkness. Then John the Apostle writes, There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. So again, John the Apostle is saying, Jesus is the light, and John the Baptist came to proclaim that Jesus was the light, to testify concerning him, so that through him all men might believe. And then John the Apostle says very clearly, he himself, that is John the Baptist, was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light, Jesus, that gives light to every man, was coming into the world. And then he goes on to say that everything was created through Jesus. The Word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And then, in verse 15, John the Apostle returns again to 
John the Baptist because he really knows how important it is to nail the difference between the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and this other teaching which was very prevalent at the same time. So he says, John testifies concerning him, that is, concerning the one and only Son whom the Father has sent. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. So in other words, he's, John the Apostle is quoting again how John the Baptist made it very clear in his teaching that he was only preparing the way for one who was much greater than he. And then a little later on, uh, he comes in verse 19 again to the subject of John the Baptist. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Christ. They asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Finally, they said, Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. Why do you, what do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. And then a little later he says, I baptize with water, but among you stands one who you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. And then John the Apostle is the one who gives us the, these words of John the Baptist when he first saw Jesus come to him at the River Jordan. He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He, he made it possible that the one who comes after me has surpassed me. He is much greater, much more important than I. And he gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's Son. God's Son and yet the Lamb of God, the sacrifice that he has provided for the salvation of all mankind. So we see that John the Apostle was absolutely determined that the truth should be proclaimed and this sort of false teaching about the Essenes being the light and having the light and the way that some people were falsely exalting John uh, uh, rather than knowing the truth about Jesus, these things really had to be addressed so that everybody would know the truth. Now you might be asking, well, what has this got to do with us today? Well, a great deal, because there is a lot of teaching around today that claims to be the light, that claims to have revelation, a lot of occult teaching, a lot of new age teaching. This idea of having the light, having the truth, having the revelation is very, very prevalent today. And it's all nonsense, really. The only light is Jesus Christ. He is the light of the world. And his followers become the light. Not the Essenes, not people that are part of New Age or of any other religion. Jesus alone is the light. And that's why it's so important for us to hold on to the words of Jesus and to be thankful for the life and power of the Holy Spirit who keeps us in the truth of the light of Jesus Christ. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 